This is JFM Podcast. Beautiful morning to you then. Thank you so much for choosing J101.9 FM. You're on to the show. Let's talk your social, political, political and current affairs. You're right here in the City of Justice. A beautiful day. It is the 27th day of November 2023. And as I always say, allow me welcome you into another new dispensation. A good day to be alive. And a good day to look at what might seem like a judicial tsunami right here on the plateau. What might seem like um, political gymnastics, as I will always say. What might look like um, taking the people's mandate away from them, however you want to put it. Well, today we'll look into the integrities of all of these things of um, 11, 16, I beg your pardon, PDP members being sacked from the Panto Assembly just by the weekend. Well, it's another beautiful day. Welcome to the show. My name is Abigail Seaman and I'm not alone. I'm joined by Mika Misi. Mika, good morning. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning to our listeners. 27th day of November. I don't know why I keep saying the year is coming to an end because, you know, it was just yesterday the year started. It was just yesterday here. We all were enthusiastic about the elections. We were, you know, talking, educating, voting, counting, giving information. And here we are, months afterwards, things have happened. People have gone to courts. People have gone to tribunals, to appeal courts, close to Supreme Courts, and everything has happened. Um, over the course of the weekend for me, a number of um, conversations poured me. I, I listened to a number of political conversations. The one that got me, I would say, pretty much interested, but a little bit interested and made me crack, um, you know, laugh was the, um, you know, yes, I'm wiki and I'm seeing for bars back and forth. And the wiki con, you know, was granted in an interview yesterday to some interesting journalist here, Abuja, and, you know, he was talking about how ungrateful Fubara is, was talking about the structure he put in place, was talking about the things he did and all of that. And if there's anything that I'm learning every day is that the political class we have in the country are part of our problems. We know that already. But I think more than anything, it's the fact that this political class do not even think they are the problem. It's the fact that a lot of them think that they are the solutions to the problem that they created. Mm-hmm. It's funny listening to a man who talked about ungratefulness, a man who once upon a time was supposed to be a friend and a close co-working mate or close, you know, political partner with Miyamichi, a man who once upon a time was supposedly a close working partner with the former president, Goodluck Jonathan. And if you ask him now what the relationship with those people are, obviously he is not going to say it's been good. Here in the States, we have very good examples of people who were supposedly, you know, close partners, people who were, let me use the word, learning under the ropes of certain people. And then when, you know, it didn't go according to what they wanted, they went out and studied all of those things. And I think that if we would ever make some level of progress, I'm mm-hmm. not saying that our politicians should be, should be saints. They can't be saints. But we demand that they should have some level of personal integrity. And I think that's something that we, we lack. I think something as a people we don't demand for, mm. we should start demanding for it. The character of a person that leads is as important as whatever ideas they have to bring on the table. You cannot, you, you fall, like in the words of John Maxwell's paraphrase, you fall to the level of your character. When things get terrible, when everything is against you when the world is against you it is your character that will shine through and if we consistently praise and applaud and reward people whose character we know very well are against everything we stand for as a people as as a nation then it means that we are heading towards doom and lastly to every nigerian out there do not give up hope um as as terrible as it might seem as bad as things might seem there's always hope the tunnel cannot go on forever it will surely end and if we believe it will end and we are ready to put in the work to make it end definitely it will end good morning well don't be a part of the conversation this morning www.facebook.com forward slash jfm joss and off twitter at jfm joss and this morning we're joined by mr luca pampi lovely morning to you welcome to the show it's good to have you here yeah good morning uh, to you here in the studio and to listeners out there and to the entire uh, you know studio crew Thank you so yeah. much. Well, I always your your point of view is one I I really like to hear or to to probably let's say dig dig into your point of view. Um, I wouldn't I w- before we start from the sacking, the political atmosphere on the plateau recently. What do you make of this? Do you think that it is affecting us? Would it affect us? Yes, to come. Would it affect or is it just an immediate thing that 
as time goes on, it would it would it would be forgotten. Well, I, I think it depends on where you're looking at uh, the issues <laughs> as it is, yeah. uh, because uh, you have variances, you know, of thoughts as far as the issues are. Uh, but I would love to come from uh, the men, uh, the ideal, uh, you know, as it were. I wouldn't be talking about the subjective. Uh, mm. Let me talk about the objective, yeah. <laughs> as it were, because the object here is Plato State. Yes, actually. Uh, and of course, uh, the reality about it is that it consists and comprises of a number of people, <laughs> you know, uh, who are either indigenous or citizens uh, of this country and who are also doing business, <laughs> you know, on the plateau. And so when you situate it within the context of uh, that expectation, then you will be talking about how do we manage the situation now, mm. you know, to be able to drive this economy, to be able to drive the social uh, stru uh, stru uh, structure of the state. And how do we drive again the process of our collective destiny in terms of development, uh, as it were. Uh, and I will come from that perspective. Now, again, I'm coming from that direction because uh, just six days ago, I was also in a sister station where I had raised uh, two fundamental issues, <laughs> you know, with regards to all uh, that is happening on the plateau. And I put a caveat out there. And the caveat I put there was the fact that, uh, you know, the average plateau person or person in the, on, on the, the plateau, plateau. Mm -hmm. uh, is interested in, in growth and development. Exactly. And that is very fundamental. Mm -hmm. uh, is interested in how do we put food on the table of our families? How do we pay our school fees? How do we ensure that our roads are constructed for us to be able to transport uh, you know, people and goods and all that? And I put that caveat there that uh, I would have tried as much as possible not to, to, to dwell on the politics of the politics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and the politics of the politics for me are the gymnastics that have also played out with regards to the processes of our election, uh, you know, in the true sense of the word. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of ignorance out there that we're trying to cure as far as some of our discussions are concerned. And what is the ignorance? We've seen a lot of people use their ignorance to attack our intelligence and smartness mm -hmm. in terms of what we expect <laughs> for the development of our people uh, in the true sense of the word. So if you situate the uh, analogy of the elephant and three or four or five people looking at the elephant, then you'll be able to understand my point of view. Mm. That if you look at an elephant from your own perspective, then definitely if you see it from the trunk, you are likely going to see it as either a flute, you know, yeah. or something. Mm. The person who is looking at it from the side might be seeing it as a wall. <laughs> and the person who might be seeing it from the tail might be thinking of a branch of a tree. And someone who is looking at it from the eyes might be seeing it as pitas of water far away in a distance. So it depends on how you are looking at it. So again, what you call injustice might be justice to other people. Actually. Okay, And so relatively, you are likely going to have a situation of uh, my my your your own hero is my terrorist, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and my own terrorist is your hero, yeah. uh, in the true sense of it. So, having situated that, I would clearly say that I followed events on the plateau, and it's instructive that we understand this. I have been on the two two divides. I've been in the politics myself. Mm. I've been on the civil society myself, and I've been on the activist uh, direction of it, and I've been on the academia. So I can give you a balanced position about how the elephant will look like from the drone perspective, <laughs> okay? Mm. So you now have a drone who gives you a complete picture of, of, uh, of what an elephant should be able to look at. Mm. So again, you will have what we call lamentation versus celebration. So how do we balance this and abrogate this in such a way that we drive that development that I mentioned uh, initially in the true sense of the word? So let's start this way. First and foremost, some people have said that politics is, is, is described as war without an end. <laughs> okay, politics is war without end. Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, when you battle for uh, the process from the beginning and you don't get it, you devise another means to be able to get back. it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get it from that device means, you still devise another. So you will find out that the end point of it is neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. What am I trying to say? If you want to situate what is happening today, you have to go back and look at it. That 
election as it were and that is where what has driven us to this point mm -hmm. election is a process okay and what is that process it's a process that defines how people struggle to get into office mm -hmm. now nobody defines to you the perspective in which that struggle takes place but what they tell you is that it starts with delineation of constituency that is for the sake of education now and information mm -hmm. delineation of constituencies registration of political parties qualification of candidates presentation of uh, you know uh, aspirants and political registration of political parties then you move to a process of primary elections okay mm -hmm. uh, so that is where you start winning elections <laughs> from the primaries yeah. okay you win your first part there when you are elected by delegates okay yes then you move to the secondary election and then you perhaps may get the votes there. So you emerge victorious. That is two. You have won two now. Mm. Okay? From the primaries to the secondary elections, you get your votes. Then again, there's another hurdle for you because after the coalition of results, there's a process that determines the conflicts in the process that has started initially. Mm. Okay? So you go back and look at it and that's where you move to tribunal now. Okay? If you're able to get it at tribunal, then Uhuru for you again, you have won three times because that is a process. Now, if you are able to win at that particular level or you are unable to win at that level, you will have the opportunity to move because it's like an upstairs. So you keep climbing yes. the stairs, mm -hmm. I mean the staircase. So you get to next floor. You get to the appeal court, okay? If you are able to win there and that is the last part for you, then at that point you will say actually that you have emerged victorious because that is the reality of the system. Mm -hmm. Until and unless you pass through these stages like a, a, a camel through the eye of a needle, you can't situate yourself as a winner. And I'm giving us a reality which is the ideal now. If you have the opportunity to go to Supreme Court and you're also able to get it at the Supreme Court, then you will now say that you have actually won and you have become, you know, the leader of the people at different levels, whether it is executive, whether it's legislative or whatever a position that you have also vied for. So for me, clearly, we have seen all these things played out in the process of the plateau system. I mean, plateau situation. Okay, yeah. okay, in the true sense of it. And it's not only peculiar to plateau, even though we have our own specific peculiarities in terms of what we are looking for. Mm. So these things have happened along the process. Now, but you discover that most of the times we spend a lot of time and energy, we spend a lot of discussions. On the secondary election, we forgot that the things we do from the primaries, the things we do from even the processes that will lead us into that primaries up to the secondary matters a lot in the process of, of, of election in the true sense of it. Mm. So this is what has happened to us on the plateau. And when I say this is what has happened to us on the plateau, I'm talking at this across different political okay. parties. Yes. If you don't keep your house in order, for example, People will creep into it and take advantage of it, mm. you know, to be able to do it. But, of course, a lot of these things have been take, overtaken by event. And yes. I'm using the word overtaken by event carefully because you can't undo a spilled milk that's already on ground. The fundamental question is how do you bounce back? Mm. How do you manage the system in such a way that you don't also lose your eye on the ball? And what is the ball? The ball is about the development of Plato. Yeah. An average person in Abatua does not care whether it's PDP or APC or PDP. PRP or labor. Just an average person, yes, an average person in Jakartai does not care, you know, in as much as you place this on the table. But who care about whether it is a party, whether it is PDP or APC? And I'll tell you the categories of people that care. They are the people that are always in government house because their lives depend on it. Mm. They are the people who go around politicians because their food depends on them. They are the people who sing the songs of politicians so that they'll be able to get monies in their pocket because their lives revolves around them. Mm. So for me, clearly, without losing the fact that our common heritage is very fundamental. Yes. We must ensure that we discuss the issues that enable us to achieve three things. Number one, how do we bring back the people in terms of unity? Yes. Because people have been polarized, people have been divided. There's a lot of chauvinism within the context of our collective interest caused by this same political system. Then number two, how do we ensure the security of our state, which is very fundamental? Mm. And number three, in ensuring unity and in achieving security, how do we ensure that these things metamorphose into the development of our people in terms of poverty reduction, in terms of employment, in terms of creation of infrastructures, and so on and so forth. Right. So this is, for me, the mm. foundation in which some of these tempo of discussions need to be looked at. And I'm saying this against the backdrop of the fact that 
if you put up a football, for instance, and we have seen it played out, mm. if you put up a football and the other side is stronger than you, okay, yes. because they have the numbers, they have the skills, they have the competence, they have the finances and what have you. Mm. If the other side is stronger than you because of these factors that I mentioned, and you are unable to get your minimum point of score to be able to become... Uh, you know, let me say, victorious at the end of the day. Mm. What do you do? You can force that strong party to play nonsense, quote and unquote. Yeah. You can force them to play nonsense, and perhaps their own team, one of them might likely score for you in their own net, and that will be counted for you. And I think for me, this is what has happened in recent time with regards to the things that we've seen. Mm. All right. I, I, let me bring to you um, the political party that seems to mm. be getting the lash lately mm. from the judiciary, which has to be the People's Democratic Party. Over mm. the past few weeks, we saw that um, there were sacks from the National Assembly of PDP members. And just over the weekend, we mm. saw that of the lawmakers right here in the State House of Assembly, which PDP had the majority of lawmakers and all of them have been actually sacked by the court based off the verdict that mm. the party didn't have a structure and 20, in 2020, when there was supposed to be a Congress, it wasn't conducted. Now, for you, who is a civil society um, person, who also is a politician, what, what do you make of this for the, P, the party PDP? Do you think that the party PDP didn't put things in order? Do you think that they were very, um, you know what, lackadaisical for people? Uh, people have the opinion. Some people say, yes, they felt relaxed and didn't check up the loopholes that they had. For you, what, what do you make of it? Well, uh, like I said, I uh, from what I've said, really, mm. <laughs> I think it's a spilt milk. <laughs> uh, I will not dwell on spilt milk, uh, mm. as it were, uh, because the milk has been spilt. The fundamental question is how do they bounce back? <laughs> and they are not paying me to be able to speak for them yeah. and give them handouts on how to bounce back. Mm. Uh, and I think that fundamentally, they know what to do, <laughs> you know, as a political party. Mm. I've tried to stay away from the issues of political, and I like the way you put it from the civil society perspective. Mm. From the civil society perspective, it is what the law says. <laughs> you know, if you are not satisfied with the law, what happens? You go back to the drawing board and strategize. Mm. And that is very fundamental because you cannot continue to cry, you know, like a child whose, uh, uh, you know, lollipop or whose uh, ice cream has been snatched from him. The fundamental point is, if they say this is what has happened, I'm talking about the court, and that was why I laid the foundation for us. I am somebody who comes from a very dogged, strong mind. I mean, strong mind when it comes to issues of development. And what does that say? It says a lot about if, like you have said, the court have said you don't have it, okay, and you feel otherwise, what next do you need to do? <laughs> which is very fundamental. That event has already been overtaken, <laughs> you know, as it were. So you go back to the drawing board. For example, I give you an example. If you take the Bassa just North uh, case, for instance, mm. where they say go back and, and do, do a rerun. A rerun. What are you supposed to be discussing? Are you supposed to be discussing the court case or your preparations for the mm. rerun? Mm. For example, if, for instance, in the northern zone for the senatorial seat, they have told you to go back and do the rerun. Okay, do you dwell on the issues of, say, for example, going to Unity Fountain in Abuja to protest, going to Secretariat Junction uh, overhead bridge to protest, going to Old Airport Junction to protest, or for you to go back to the drawing board and strategize. Remember what I said. I said politics is war without an end. Mm. And this war we're talking about is a war that does not in most cases need to spill bl blood. When I say need to, <laughs> isn't it? It doesn't mean that we have not also seen politicians spill blood to get to that particular position. Yeah. But I think we need to be guided. You cannot dwell on what has already happened. No matter how you try to explain the gymnastics around the court issues, okay, it is neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. The fundamental thing is that you cannot push a man who is already lying down on the ground. What you need to do is to allow to bring him back up on his feet. Mm -hmm. So I think the political parties who feel aggrieved, because like I said initially, what you consider as injustice is what some people consider justice. As justice, yes. I hope you understand that. Mm -hmm. So when you situate all these things together, okay, let me give you a pictorial, uh, let me give you a picture of what I'm talking about. Now, how many people registered on the plateau? 2.7 million, according to Independent National Electoral Commission numbers. 2.7 million. Now, what is the population of plateau? 
as of 2006, population of Plateau was above 3.3 million, mm. right? So if you take the national statistics and the growth rate of population in terms of 2.4 to an average of 2.8, mm. then you will be able to see that today you are talking about almost 5 to 6 million people, in my own opinion, on the Plateau. Mm. Whether they are indigenous or not, they are doing businesses and contributing to the state. Yeah. Not to talk about people who have found home <laughs> in Plateau State. But out of this number, 2.7 have registered, according to INEC, right? Yeah. Now, if you take the processes we're talking about, 18 political parties participated in this election that you are talking about. Yeah. 18 political parties. I also participated in, this, in these elections. And then we had people who participated at different levels yes. in, in the true sense of the word. Mm -hmm. Now, if you take the votes of three major political parties, and that is the PDP, the APC, and the Labour Party, and the rest of us, whom they term as minor political parties, then you'll be able to understand that out of these numbers, both the PDP and the APC was able to get out of 2.7 million registered voters, they were able to get 1,006,060 votes put together. Mm -hmm. Which means that if you take the over 500,000 gotten by the PDP, that is for the governorship now, yes. and you take the uh, uh, 400, over 480,000 gotten by the APC, then you are going to have a differentials of about 43,000. And this 43,000 is the one that people will tell you plateau mandate, plateau mandate, 43,000. But you have also forgotten that the Labour Party got 60,000 <laughs> of this vote, which has, already, yes, yes. which has already injured the 43,000 of the other political party. Mm -hmm. But that is not to say that one vote does not matter. Mm -hmm. Every single vote matters mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. So when you look at it in that direction... And you keep on saying plateau project, plateau project with 43,000. Then you are going to miss the point. And the point I'm trying to make is that we should be able to look at these underlying factors. What do we want as a state? What is it that has projected us in the light in which people look at us today? And that we are so polarized and divided on the canvas of politics. Mm -hmm. That because PDP is the one that has been sacked from court, and because PDP have lost people in the House of Assembly, and because PDP have lost people in the National Assembly, mm -hmm. in the Green Carpeted Chamber and the Red Carpeted Chamber, mm -hmm. then, of course, the entire system is already pulled down. No, the PDP itself should be able to go back to the, to, to, to the drawing board and look at it. Because you can't undo what has already been done in this context. Mm -hmm. If you take the fight to the street, you are neither here nor there. And as civil society, we are looking at the com communality in terms of unity of the state. Yes, 11 people were sacked. Okay. 16 of them. No, I'm coming. 11 mm -hmm. were sacked yeah. on Friday. Let's yes. get our facts right. Is that not so? Yeah. Okay. Then if you go back again, you look at others that were sacked. Put together um, all that is where yeah, you're coming with that, with that number. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But the question you should ask is that, ask yourself truly from the depth of your heart, ask yourself truly, what do we want in terms of our collective destiny as a state? Is it that we want a political party to be in position of power? No, that is not the fundamental. We want a party or a system that once it is in office, it is able to deliver in terms of the collective destiny of the state, whether it is economy, whether it is social, whether it is dead. And whether you like it or not, and I'm using this carefully, whether it is your party or not that is in position of power, mm. the system will continue beyond all of us at the end of the day. So the point I'm trying to make is this. That you have been injured by removal is not an issue for you to keep on spilting milk and crying over it. Like a child whose ice cream has been snatched from him. And I keep saying this because we need to take the conversation further. What do we want going further? Mm -hmm. Yes, these things have happened. <laughs> Are we there? These things have happened. We've seen them dominating the House of Assembly, for example, having the majority. But the court said no, that this is not the way to go. Mm -hmm. And some people say that this is injustice to them. And others have said this is justice to them. So whichever way you stand, it's not an issue for me to be able to justify this morning. The issue is how do you go back to the drawing board? Because politics is always about that. Some of us who contested and even lost the election from the, uh, the, the, the beginning, what do we say to that? We went back to the drawing board and begin to look at there will be another day. Let me tell you the truth, mm. uh, Abigail. The reality about it is that do you know that as you sleep, and wake up by the grace of God. Before you know it, 2027 is around the corner. Very true. 
You have just about two years from now for you to deliver in governance. The next phase is already we have lost a larger chunk of our uh, uh, governance. From 29th of May to June, when the members of House of Assembly came on board, I can tell you that they have already injured the state because of these cases here and there. None of them have settled to the business of governance. Even though we have seen some level of development roads here and there, but truth be told, we have not been able to settle and it is, they say when two elephants fight, it is usually the grass that suffer. Yeah. Our people are suffering. We have not seen that governance. Our local governments as we are talking are under lock and key. Our people in the rural areas are not getting governance. So, and we keep going back and forth. I think the most injurious part of it for me is the injury that is causing to the economy, the injury that is causing to our social development, the injury that is even causing to our infrastructural development, and by and large, the injury that is causing to a mental, psychological being as people of this state. So we need to move out from that place. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. Let's, move, Let's on. move on. And in moving on, we need to go back to the drawing board and strategize. How do we go and fix those things they tell us to go and fix so that we can bounce back in 2027? Mm. All right. So my, my question has to be, like you mentioned, uh, moving on. Mm. With the majority of the you know, legislative in the House yes. being from the, from the APC, as mm. it is right now, yes. we also know that when it comes to the legislative arm of government, mm. it's supposed to do checks and balance. But we've also seen in the past where too many times it has been used as a tool either mm. by the present government and the governor to do what he wants to do mm. or by the opposition party to mm. do what they want to do. With the current structure of the house right now, mm. how optimistic should people be that governance as it should be, mm. devoid of excess politicking, because it will always happen, but governance as it should be will mm. be done. With the people there, that's one. Mm. Secondly, given that in some local governments and some representatives, mm. um, you know, the voting pattern showed who the people wanted to vote for, mm. who they wanted. However, the court has said this, this didn't work. These are the people there. How will those people receive these new people that mm. the court has pronounced? Will it in any way affect how effectively they work in the house, or would it be as they were before? Because, like you also said. Um, mm. The, the, the people are the ones who are the most important. And there's also the, the, the argument that says that if people did not think you were good before to leave them and, and the process that brought you in is not something they particularly enjoy, it might cause some form of rifts between the people and the leaders. First, how do you think the house will be structured? How would you think it will affect the, you know, the governorship of the states? And for the people, would this affect them? Would this affect the kind of expectations they have of the mm. leaders and how the leaders perform to them? I, I think I'll still have to bring us out of the woods. Like I always say that uh, you need to bring the ball out of the woods if you are in golf, uh, for example. And I understand the direction that it's going. But let me also ask the question. At the time when, over time, you know, from the first assembly to the second to the third, where we've also had, you know, people's mandate, uh, quote and unquote, how have the people also been active in terms of checking the house? Uh, and I think it's a systemic problem. It goes beyond just whether it's a mandate of the people or not, <laughs> as it were. But legitimacy defines mandate, uh, if you understand what I'm saying. Legitimacy defines uh, mandate. I think the most important crux of the discussion, which I like from the lack of your question, is how do we ensure that we check the system so that the system can also serve us? And let me bring you back a little bit. Now, if you go to Section 105 of 1999 Constitution as amended, now it tells us clearly that the House is expected to sit for a period of uh, a minimum of 181 days in a calendar year. <laughs> you know, 181 days. Uh, of course, with exceptions where we have seen uh, elections, you know, or passing son into office in June. Sometimes it's difficult for you to calculate. That is the election year. Yeah. So in a normal calendar year, you should be talking about 181, uh, you know, uh, days for sitting. So let's start from that angle. And if you ask me rightly, in terms of these sittings, what do they always bring on board? And mm -hmm. that interrogates this assembly, not the one that is coming, but also the ones that have existed in terms of their performance. And I think that is very fundamental. And this is where the conversation should go. That when you have people on that 
particular seat, sitting in that chamber. What are your expectations? Mm. Now, let's go back and look at it. Section 4 of 1999 Constitution donated the power of legislation, uh, the power of oversight, you know, and the power of uh, making laws to the legislature. And we know that from subsection 1 to sub 9, section 4 of 1999 Constitution, section 5 of the Constitution donates the power to execute policies or implement policies and programs, you know, to the executives. And then Section 6, of course, guarantees the interpretation and adjudication of matters in competent courts of jurisdiction to the judiciary. Now, in that case, Section 4, 5, 6 gives us separation of powers. But over time, what has been the issue here? Now, we found out that even those who have the mandate of the people, quote-unquote, or the legitimacy of the people in their house, the question is, how have they been able to perform? Now, we're having a different uh, 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 entire situation, as you would want to put it. Mm -hmm. What situation now? It's a situation where, yes, none of these people that is coming, whether from the APC or the Labour Party, did not contest in election. None of them can be said to have not gotten votes, okay? Yeah. The question of whether they had the majority or not, the court has said that they are going to be in that particular chamber. So the question we should be asking is, how do we ensure that we don't also relax on the ground that we are angry because our votes, you know, to those people did not also make sense. And I'm using the word make sense as a phrase carefully here in quotation. Yes. Now, how do we ensure that that happens? And I will give you a simple example. What is the example? The example is this. We had a situation where local government elections were conducted, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, whether you call them elections or selections, Plasek has done its election, right? Mm. Now, one political party was disqualified from participating in that election. I went around uh, most local governments on that day to be able to see. And do you know what happened? I saw people expressing anger that they are not coming out to vote. If, because their own political party is not on the ballot. Yeah. Which means they are unable to make decisions, quick decisions. Mm -hmm. You understand that? They are unable to make decisions because Labour Party participated. Uh, uh, what do you call it now? Uh, APC participated. Mm -hmm. Other political parties, YPP also participated in that particular election. In fact, in Bokos, YPP almost got that particular position in terms of the local government and many others because of the votes that we saw. Mm -hmm. Now, having said that, a lot of people folded their hands. Some say, Tir will never vote again. We will never vote again. But what happened? These people had a field day. When you had a choice to even determine your candidate from another, you did not do that. Yeah. You relaxed because your candidate was not there. Now, supposing without saying and conceding the fact that these people got into office and are delivering the mandate, you know, from the votes that they got. The question you should be able to ask yourself is that you that have refused to participate in the process, you that have refused to go and strategize and look at possibilities of interrogating those people in position of office, does that mean that you will not be affected by whatever policies and, 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 and programs that those people are going to execute? No. You are going to be affected. So that is a time that you need to wake up. That is a time that you need to challenge the system where you discover that the system is not in tandem with rules and regulations of the system. So what am I trying to say? Let's bring this analogy back to what we are seeing in the House of Assembly. Mm. Of course, the governor has already issued out a proclamation. Is that not so? Yeah. A proclamation has already been issued uh, you know, by the executive governor of Plateau State for this assembly to be constituted. So these persons are going back to the House to be you know, uh, sworn in, as, uh, as it were, yeah. as members of the House. <laughs> are we together? Mm -hmm. They are going to be sworn in. The next thing you should be asking is, how do we keep a tap on these people? How do we ensure that they are able to also check the executives? Because what we have also seen in the past is that the executives also want to maneuver their way in the House so that whatever they bring on the table gets its own fiat approval. These are the things that we should be talking about now. Whether it is APC, whether it is PDP, whether it is Labour, what is the role of the citizens at the end of the day? My, my question, like you said, just as you mentioned, yes, is that um, when we when we have conversations like this, mm. especially given what just yes. happened, a lot of times the mm. conversations are mostly focused on mm. a politics. Yes, as a person, and not who, on the government. And the person who have been mm. here long enough, yes. and you've experienced all the different phases and mm. different starters of, of of this conversation, mm. do you think as a people here in Plateau State? 
that we are doing enough to hold these people responsible? Do, or, or do you share the sentiment where people say we are more politically uh, you know, driven mm. than we are about governance driven? Because mm. if we, like you also mentioned earlier, if you are going to be honest, whoever is there obviously is from the States. That's right. And the the major thing we want is for things to work. That's right. Are we doing enough to hold them accountable? Are we too divided along political lines for us to even hold people accountable as they should be? And that is what I've said. I say, how do we unite ourselves? <laughs> if you take Riom, uh state constituency, <laughs> or let's take Riom, Barkin Ladi uh, federal constituency, <laughs> the person who uh, was sacked uh, is, is, a, is a native of, of that of those communities, right? Yes. Uh, it's a Biron person. A person who is coming in <laughs> or has assumed the responsibility is also a Biron, right? Yes. Now, if you take Lantang North and Lantang South, the person who has also been, who was sacked is a Tarok person. The one who is coming in is also a Tarok person. Now, if you take a case of, uh, let's say, some of these houses of assembly and you begin to look at it, let's take uh, Mikang, for example, where the speaker was sacked, <laughs> you know, from. Uh, the person who is also coming is from Mikang. <laughs> that is Honorable uh, 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 Daniel, uh, you know, as it were. So it, it, the thing is that politics gives us a mental picture. And that is what I say, which we must be very careful. Mm -hmm. Politics tells us that if it is not from your own political interest, and let me quickly state this, every political party that you see is going there because of its interest. Every political party. Caught me anywhere. Every political party is going to every position of power because of its interest. If they tell you that it's the interest of everybody mm -hmm. in terms of certain compromise when it comes to development, then I tell you you should be able to ask them certain fundamental question. Nobody will tell you that it's more plateau than any other person <laughs> when it comes to some of these issues. Mm -hmm. It is only politics that tend to put this cap on all of us. Politics tells you that, look, if you are not in this political party, then you are not welcome in this community. Because you have also defected to another political party, yeah, you are not welcome in this community because in this community, majority of the people belong to this political, political party. party. Mm. And I think that is what is hurting us. And in as much as we continue on this line, these politicians will have a field day. Nobody is going to interrogate them. Mm. Nobody is going to question them. Nobody is going to check them. Nobody is going to petition them on issues of our collective destiny. Everything you see with regards to the resources that are going to be used are things that some of us are going to question. If you are going to that house, whether as Labour Party, because we have Labour Party members who are also in going into that house. Yes. We have APC in the majority. It is not going to be business as usual. We must be able to interrogate these people. We must be able to question them. The problem with a lot of us is that we compromise our conscience on peanuts because they give us peanuts. They tell you, you go to their houses in the morning, you tell them that your child is sick, you need money to go to hospital, and your amount has been short because they give you certain amounts of money that even when you see wrong, you don't have the mouth to talk. Your eyes can only see, but your mouth cannot talk at the end of the day. Mm. So the point I'm trying to make is that nobody should, should think that it is going to be uhuru or business as usual. If you are going to that house, and let me say this very clearly and very audible, whether you are from any political party, and this is what some of us have done, even when the PDP was in the majority in the House of Assembly, we've interrogated them on so many issues. We've asked fundamental questions. Plateau people need to know where resources come into the state. How do you utilize the resources? Yeah. Yeah. These are key issues that we should be talking about. Where roads are not constructed, but we see politicians building beautiful houses. We should be the ones to interrogate them at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So I can tell you for free mm -hmm. that that anger on the fact that you think injustice has been done to you, quote and unquote, you should be able to ventilate that anger in checking these people and not in attacking them. Mm -hmm. And fundamentally, we must go back and stop crying like little child whose ice cream has been snatched from him. I'm saying these words more than five times on this particular program. What that means is that mm -hmm. let's go back to the drawing board. board and begin to look at it. Now, the member of Just South and what do you call it, Just East, was also sacked, okay, from, from, from the green carpeted chamber. Another person is coming. That person that is coming, we must also be able to interrogate in Checkmate. terms of development, mm. in the true sense of the word. So clearly speaking for me, I think that we should be concerned about unity. Mm. And I mentioned on a channel uh, last week, I said it's a secretarial junction, a junction of unity or junction mm. of disunity. Mm. What do we go there to do? 
What are we protesting for? For example, if you protest from morning to night without using your brains in terms of going back to the drawing board to strategize on how to retrieve power if you are not satisfied in 2027, then you continue to lament over these issues and allow certain individuals to have a field day at the end of the day. So clearly for me, yes. it, is, it should be about development. A lot of people are hurting, but a lot of people are also celebrating. Mm -hmm. And no matter how you try to look at it and polish it, the reality is that Plateau State is bigger than all of us. Plateau State is more significant to all of us mm -hmm. than any other individual interest. When politicians use you, for example, and I'm talking to people who are fond of going out without understanding the realities of the time. Because there are people that if APC pay them to go to Secretariat Junction, to go and protest, and I'm using this carefully now, allegedly. Mm. If politicians from APC, let me use that so that I don't also take the political party. And I'm using this carefully. If, for example, a politician from a political party like, uh, let's say, APC, mm. and I'm not saying that that is what they are doing, mm. pay you and say, go to Secretariat Junction to go and protest. And you protest. If the following day, another political party, say PDP or Labour or PRP, decide to pay you, for example, again, yes. or a political uh, a politician from those political platforms mm. decide to pay you and if your interest is about the money, you still collect the money and go and protest. So the question you should be able to ask yourself is, where is the plateau spirit? At what point do you reject monies? At mm. what point do you say that, no, I am not going to collect it? When, of course, we are talking beyond stomach infrastructure. Today, we are talking about stomach salvation. In the true sense of it, people are interested in food that they will be able to put on their table. Right. But as you do that, why can't we look at the bigger picture? Mm. And the bigger picture is for us to ensure that we check these people appropriately and to ensure that what they deliver to us is governance at the end of the day. All right. You can be a part of the conversation this morning. Head on to our social media platform. is www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Jaws and off Twitter at JFM Jaws. Share your opinions right there. And you can also call in 90 555 Hello. Good morning. All right, do well to call us back. Hello, good morning. The number still to call 09055666699 or 08121877777. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Honobolizang. As you, I'm calling from Nukwis. All right, go ahead. Thank you very much. Um, every time, if I had the voice of the comrade, uh, look at Pante, I always like because uh, he he takes he take his time to analyze the issue and also summarize the issue for the understanding of the uh, citizens. Mm. And um, concerning the issue of the the SACA uh, legislator in Plateau State, and uh, I want to say that uh, from the initially, the, PT, the PDP should have. Uh, 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 since from the initially coming to the office, they should have come down and, like, uh, especially the leader of the, the party, which mm -hmm. is the governor of Plato State, they should have go to the the the, the, the fact the, the, the that is the the, the, the faction mm -hmm. uh, the, the the other faction which is uh, from the faction of Jeremy Hussein and Beatrice Kaze. They should have called them, come together in the table, and discuss the issue. And before that. And I, I believe that this thing could have, not, could have not reached to this level. Apart of that one, um, yeah. I would like to say that uh, the PDP have to go back to the drawing board like the, 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 the Honorable who is in the studio seat. They have to go to, back to the drawing board. Start it, start it from today. Mm. Let's call the house, arrange the house, and then uh, wait for the 2027. All right, that then. is the right thing for them. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your contribution this morning. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning, Adige. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where you calling us from? Adige, uh, this is Jusa for Jusa, go ahead. Uh, my sister, uh, my mom in the studio house, had many things. And uh, what I have to say this morning is uh, it's very, very unfortunate that... Uh, can I call it the ESCO or PDP sat down? Some people want to use any means to to destroy the party. 
and uh, they are just keeping quiet. And uh, honestly speaking, what I'm hearing from from places is not uh, what is good to the party. And some people that don't even don't supposed to have much on PDP side are even making noise because PDP is plan to stay, plan to stay PDP. And uh, they are the ones that give this room for all this kind of small, small discussion. This thing don't supposed to be a discussion on the side of PDP, honestly. Right. Honestly speaking, as I'm talking to you, I'm not happy the way things are going. And these people, APC, they want to do everything, every means. Even they can even go to Supreme Court and do whatever they they, they even the one that they did All right, at, 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 at key court. Yes, that's the truth of the matter. So please just but help us wrap up your thoughts because of our time. Thank you so by much. The grace of God, my sister, by the grace of yes. God. The will of God will be done. Thank you so much, Judset. Thank you for your contribution. Last call we're taking today. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? I'm Honorable Key, speaking from Martin Ladi, the ultimate. All right, go ahead. You have just 40 seconds, please, because of our time. All right, it's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, I want to uh, express my my happiness with the passion, the discussion, that is just meeting on radio very impactful. I want to invite the gentleman. All right. In general, in general, you should understand the anti and ethics of politicians. Okay. We're struggling to hear you. Hello. They can go to any level. We're actually struggling to hear him at the moment. But we'll head on to our social media platforms this morning for your comments. On Facebook, Dimas Balagos, what difference will our votes make if your decisions will be changed by two or three individuals in the name of judiciary? What difference is our vote with those who refuse to vote? Do Nigerians have hope? Felkuka Factors Gowan says, With all that is happening, I sense like there's something that PDP, APC, and other parties have not unveiled to their supporters, but I believe it must be clearly seen shortly by law. Ice Igbokwe says, My erudite activist and politician has said this all. Let everyone aggrieved go back to the drawing board and re-strategize, keep on the good analysis and we'll vote for you again in 2027. Albert Akaya Dagzer says, I can't agree more with the submission of the guest. Um, when he said politics is a war without end, politics is doing all it takes to get what she wants and that is what is in play in the case of plateau politics and other states. In the end, it is... in. In the end, it's all about interest of individuals as to who gets what, where and how. Good morning. Aminu Abdullahi Shwaibu says... Um, to me, I think PDP should wait for 2027 general election because they have failed themselves. They have failed themselves internally. Pastor Henry says, "What's happening on the plateau is a ground plan. It's a ground plan against the PDP." I am not a politician, but an advocate of good governance and the plateau and Nigerians as a whole. However, everything is very clear. How desperate APC as a political party is, working tirelessly to take the people's mandates. Sam Austin says, like it said. PDP is lackadaisical. They owe the plateau citizens a candid explanation, having wasted people's mandates and the entire mandate of the good citizens of plateau states. They really need to fix this lacuna. I'm totally disappointed in PDP on the plateau. I don't fully blame the judicial system, but then the party should have worked on itself, having waited this long for the mandate. Julius Achigak says, it is very sad that our judicial system has failed plateau people and again President Tinubu administration is using their power to gain more states for the easier win in 2027. Remember the vice president case which the court said it was pre-election matter but plateau's own is both pre-election and post-election matter. Moses Simon says government by the court to the court for the court. David Mark Sambo goes, um, Honorable Deputy Speaker in the House, okay he was able to come today. The judicial rascality emanating from the Court of Appeal in Abuja is setting a very bad precedence on our hard-earned democracy, and I'm not happy with the re- resignation of the Deputy Speaker from God's sin. Isaac Joshua Darling says, I strongly feel the PDP on the plateau are too quiet, silent, not bothered, and less desperate. Power is taken, not given. 
PDP should be serious and defend their mandates with their lives. I also feel they lacked good legal team. PDP can even leverage on APC's chaotic primaries that brought in their flag bearer. There was no election that day. Secondly, a party can decide on consensus candidate to represent them while intruding on another person's party. So please wake up and don't allow our mandate to be stolen. And guys, I don't know what that one means there. Abubakar Usman goes, The PDP's problem is a setup by the same group of people. The PDP should wait for the 2027... Sorry. The PDP should wait for 2027 because no matter the outcome of Supreme Court, PDP will not have the victory because 11 plus 2 House of Assembly has nullified by the RP court, so the governor should get ready for vacating. He goes. Um, I think we have some messages on twitter as well let me load that quickly for you because we have some here on twitter on twitter my apologies for taking a bit slow boaz gaia says the most objective analysis about the issues of the plateau's political situation situation on this platform for a very long time um dashe gabriel says thanks to luca pampe for breaking and digesting the issues um on the plateau indeed the apc has caused serious damage on plateau the judiciary is the main pilot of corrupt politicians in Nigeria. God help us all. Um, I think we have others here. Julius Achigak says, It is very sad that our judicial system has failed Plateau people. Remember the vice president case we read that already. Orator Azin Tubelo says, It is quite an unprecedented scenario in Plateau states, which my candidate advice to the affected individuals shouldn't hesitate to forge ahead to amend the mistakes of some personal interest be deviling the PDP on the plateau. If such fracas continue to 2027, they can't contest again. All right. Um, Mr. Luca Pampi, before you go, I'll give you the opportunity to respond to some uh, well, of the comments. Well, I think yeah. I should be able to say that uh, there's need to go back to the drawing board. Uh, as I keep saying it, politics is a game of interest. Mm. <laughs> if you don't get it today, you get it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, don't filter, <laughs> as it were. I know power is sweet, you know, when it you is. have tested it uh as it were. But I think there's also need for us to go back. And, and then the people out there, we should also be able to keep our eyes on the ball. And that is to ensure that we get governance at the end of the day because that is most fundamental. Uh, none of these people that uh, you see them uh, running in convoys, you know, would actually uh, come to your house and put a, a chicken lap on your table on Christmas. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. uh, except of course if you follow them, you know, to collect the money. Yeah. People are interested in what they should be able to do, and we should ensure that we become our brother's keeper. This fighting here and there, this bus boss, you know, that we mm-hmm. do on social media is likely not going to help us at the end of the day. Let's use our heads, go back and strategize and then come back strong and then try it again. Uh, if God willing and we get it, we should be able to assuage the, you know, feelings of the people. What we should be concerned with is that uh, we should not allow the sheep to be scattered. Because we also lose the electorates who have supported us. Then when the time do come and we need them, they may not be there. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Luca Pampi, for coming on the show. It was a pleasure pleasure having you. Don't forget that the news comes up by 10 o'clock. Keep your dice locked on to J101.9 FM. And also the Yeshua Kingdom Foundation, popularly known as Ten Commandments, will be holding its annual Thanksgiving concert with the theme, The Way of God. Be a part of it. It is for the 1st of December 2023 and the time is 3 p.m. And the venue is... Ten Commandment Monument, do we do just South Local Government Plata State? Do have yourself a lovely morning. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 